Let's have a great day in the Lord. Amen. Great day in the Lord's house, a great day with the Lord's word. Amen. You may open your Bibles to the penultimate book of the Old Testament, which is the book of Zechariah, the second to the last book of the Old Testament, Zechariah. I would like to share with you just to open that, in a way, we can look at three stages of world history, three dispensations, as they're often called, and see that God revealed a worldview in each one that was then superseded by a better one. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had a worldview. So did Noah. Noah's was inferior to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but their worldview was very inferior to the one that Moses gave. Because what you read last night in Deuteronomy 4, which I would love to go over again word by word, it's precious scripture, yes. Moses was telling Israel, you have something special the world has not seen before right. that was delivered through me from God to you. Amen. So that's the second dispensation, the law of Moses. We had the patriarchs, they had covenants. Noah had a covenant. It was so limited. Noah's covenant was about no rain that would drown the earth. Then there was the law of Moses that was detailed and led them so much further. And then there is the gospel of Jesus Christ that is in a whole new category. And here we are with the gospel of Jesus Christ as the foundation for our worldview. In the book of Zechariah, I would like you to turn to chapter 8. Zechariah chapter 8. Let me remind you that the Bible tells us very clearly that Zechariah and Haggai were two prophets raised up by God for a very specific purpose, and that was to encourage the Jews after they returned from the Babylonian captivity to build the city of Jerusalem and to build the temple. That was a tremendously large, intimidating project, and they needed two prophets to do it. Now, Haggai is only two chapters long, and it's simple, so you, you, you've seen that. I will fill this latter house with greater glory than the former house. Very encouraging. Zechariah is the same way. It's just longer, seven times as long, and it's more complicated, so you may not appreciate it as much. Then Malachi is a later prophet that introduced the 400 years between the Old Testament and the coming of John the Baptist. But right now we have Zechariah in front of us. And the context is telling the Jews, I am with you. I will bless you. Do not be afraid. I will strengthen you. But let me read some verses to you that I hope... If, I can, if you can have half the benefit that I had last evening, you're going to be very blessed by these verses. I read to you, beginning at verse 18. And the word of the Lord of hosts came unto me, saying, Zechariah 8, 18. And the word of the Lord of hosts came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, The fast of the fourth month, and the fast of the fifth, and the fast of the seventh, and the fast of the tenth, shall be to the house of Judah joy and gladness, and cheerful feasts. Therefore love the truth and peace. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, it shall yet come to pass, 
that there shall come people and the inhabitants of many cities. And the inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us go speedily to pray before the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will go also. Yea, many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, In those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all languages of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Amen and amen. Oh, brethren, let me get you the context of the encouragement by backing up to verse 14. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, as I thought to punish you as a nation, as Jews, when your fathers provoked me to wrath, saith the Lord of hosts, and I repented not. They pushed me, and I would not back down. I punished them. So again have I thought in these days to do well unto Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Fear ye not, because I won't repent of this one either. I didn't repent of punishing your parents, and I put them in Babylon for 70 years, and I'm not going to repent or change in my intention to do you good. These are the things that ye shall do. Speak ye every man the truth to his neighbor. Execute the judgment of truth and peace in your gates. And let none of you imagine evil in your hearts against his neighbor, and love no false oath. For all these are things that I hate, saith the Lord. If you'll do these basic things of righteousness, if you'll show this basic character of one of my children, I will bless you. And I will not repent of it. It's coming. And that leads us up to verses 18 through 23. Now, in your King James Bible, is there a problem because there are four E's missing in verse 19? Shouldn't it say, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the feast of the fourth month? And so it's missing a letter. Because the Jewish holidays were called feasts. They didn't fast. They were celebrations. There's an error. Oh, no, there is not. See, all that's the response I want, brother. You know that I don't think there's an error in the Bible. Because I'm, I'm trying to focus your attention on the fact that it says fast, 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 fast in this verse. Do you know what this is saying? When they were in Babylon for 70 years, they had four fasts during the year for four bad events involving Nebuchadnezzar. That's what these fasts are. You will not learn these in Exodus, Leviticus, or Deuteronomy. You will learn them in Jeremiah 52 and 41. All four clearly laid out if we'll just read the Bible. And so when it says... In verse 19, the fast of the fourth month, that's when Babylon was taken. Jeremiah 52, verses 6 and 7. When it says the fast of the fifth month, that's when the temple was burned to the ground. Jeremiah 52, verses 12 and 13. And the fast of the seventh, that's when Gedaliah was killed. 
Gedaliah was of royal blood, and he was Jeremiah's friend, Jeremiah's protector, and Ishmael killed him two months after Nebuchadnezzar appointed him the governor of Jerusalem and of Judea. That's the, and the fast of the 10th is when the siege began in Jeremiah 52 and verse 4. Don't get confused by the order here, because it's just when it happened to happen in a year. And so for 70 years, they kept these fasts to remember what happened to them by the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. He arrived at the gates, he entered the city, he burned the temple, and Gedaliah was killed against his orders. And so the prophet is saying, folks, you're back in Jerusalem. And, and to take courage, don't be afraid. The fast of the fourth month, fifth, seventh, and tenth that you have been keeping shall be to the house of Judah now joy and gladness and cheerful feasts. Because there was such a deliverance. And weren't there times in our lives where we knew we were sinners and our lives was basically a fast and he turned it into a feast? Next Sunday we have the feast of the Lord, the Lord's Supper. And so here we have the introduction to great days that are coming because of the third worldview that's going to be introduced to the world. The third worldview. We have the patriarchs for 2,500 years, from creation to Moses, 2,500 years, from Moses to John the Baptist, 1,500 years. And we're 2,000 years into the third worldview of the gospel and kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, love the truth and peace. I told you that I hated things in verses 14 through 17, but now that I'm telling you that there's a great change coming and you ought to turn these fast days into feast days, just keep a little bit, just keep a little bit for me. Therefore, love the truth and peace. Okay, Lord, we can do that. We can do that. Verse 20, thus saith the Lord of hosts, it shall yet come to pass, because there's more coming. He's saying there's more coming, that there shall come people and the inhabitants of many cities, and the inhabitants of one city shall go to another. Let us go speedily to pray before the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will go also. This is the evangelism of the New Testament under John the Baptist and the Lord Jesus Christ and the apostles. Go read the book of Acts. Do you know what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John say? They say the whole area of Judea went out to John the Baptist. Right here. You're just getting warmed up rebuilding this city and this temple because I'm going to introduce the third worldview and it's going to create evangelistic fervor among the cities of Judea. And they're going to be running around to grab each other and to go see John, go see Jesus. Didn't they flock to the Lord Jesus Christ by the thousands? Oh, and the inhabitants, let us go speedily to go before the Lord. I will go also. So there's evangelistic effort and there's evangelistic success. Because it's the invited one that says, I will go also. I want to go too. That's why we're here today, brethren. The Lord has sent the third worldview, which is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you'll allow me to to call it the third worldview, in that the breadth of its revelation and the depth of its revelation to us in comparison to Moses' law and then in comparison to the weak little covenants that the patriarchs had. I will go also. 
Yay, the Lord just keeps building. Yay, many people and strong nations. Not little pitiful nations like the Jews. Gentiles. You know, as soon as you get, as soon as you have nations plural, you've got Gentiles. Because right. Israel is only one nation. Right. Yea, many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. And they were rushing to earthly Jerusalem after the ministry of John the Baptist, Jesus, and the apostles, and the spiritual Jerusalem combined them together because one turned into the other after it was destroyed. But many strong, many strong nations. The Roman Empire had to convert to Christianity because the gospel and the third world view of the kingdom of heaven was turning the world upside down. Many nations shall come to go to Jerusalem. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, in those days it shall come to pass that ten men, ten is a general expression like a thousand years. Don't take it literally any more than you want us to take it literally when you say, I work ten times as hard today as I did yesterday. No, it was only 1.2, but you were just tired by it. Ten is just a general expression of many versus one. Ten Gentiles are going to grab hold of a skirt of one Jew and beg to worship him with, to beg to worship with him because he's heard that God is among them. Did you ever hear anything like this? Come over into Macedonia and help us. Oh, sweet Lord, it's all there. What an encouragement. Haggai's encouragement was the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the glory of Solomon's house, because my son, the desire of all nations, will visit it. Jews here, don't be afraid. Get into the task, because I'm going to introduce the gospel of my son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the kingdom of heaven, the third worldview, and mighty nations, many nations, many cities, are going to be running to and fro speedily to hear everything they can. They're going to be grabbing the apostles. They're going to fall at their feet. Cornelius, is, Cornelius was a centurion of the Italian band of the Roman Empire, and he begged for a Jew to come and tell his whole family and his domestics and his soldiers about the Lord Jesus Christ. The evangelistic zeal was great, and the evangelistic success was great. Paul's great evangelism. The Roman world turned upside down. Gentiles in numbers convert. It happened to Paul. Aquila and Priscilla were left in Ephesus and messed with the capital of Asia with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The man of Macedonius had come over. Cornelius said, come and help me. This is a world history secret, brethren. You will never read about it in a history book, and you won't read about it online. You can do all the historical research you want to. The world history secret is that the perfect world view was revealed 2,000 years ago by John the Baptist, the Lord Jesus Christ, and his apostles, and we have it right in our hands in writing. There's never been a group of people like us. The passage I gave you last night, Deuteronomy 4, had five books. We have 66. God to them was locked away in an unapproachable holy of holies, compartment of the tabernacle and compartment of the temple, and he is in us, he is with us, he is around us, by his spirit right now. Amen. A world history secret. The God of heaven revealed something 2,000 years ago, and it's ours. And it's in writing. 
I wanted you all last night at 8 o'clock. I wanted you all at 9 o'clock. Sherry was tired, needed to go to bed. I couldn't stop talking. And I talked all night, telling the Lord how thankful I am for the things he's shown us. Amen. There's no ease missing. Those are four fasts. And Jeremiah 52 and 41 explain them very clearly. We'll just read our Bibles. But they turn into feasts yes. when the third worldview is released. Amen. Everything should be a feast. We should have a continual feast, brethren. Let us pray. O oh, Lord of hosts, Lord of hosts, all the elect and holy angels do adore thee shielding their faces from thy glory, ready with their other wings to fly and do thy bidding. They wait to keep thy commandments with great joy. O oh Lord, so do we this morning. We will love the truth, and we will love peace. Amen. We will promote the truth, and we will promote peace. Thank you, O oh Lord, for opening your marvelous mind to us and revealing your infinite mind. We cannot conceive of it, but for revealing what you did with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ by John the Baptist, your son Jesus of Nazareth, and his holy apostles. We are blessed abundantly. We thank thee for the word of God in our hands. 66 books, the complete canon of inspired scripture, that is able to make me perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Amen. Oh, Lord, we thank and praise Thee. We thank Thee for revealing to us a secret of world history. We know that the 6,000 years of existence of this world may be divided into the period of the patriarchs, the period of Moses' economy with Israel, and the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We thank Thee. O oh Lord, for revealing it to us, for regenerating us and convicting us of it, showing it to us, and Lord, leading us into this assembly where we have an outpost of it in our little church. Right. We pray, Heavenly Father, that today, by your Spirit, a purchased gift of the New Testament of Jesus Christ, you will strengthen us, open the Word of God, thrill our hearts with it. Yes. Heavenly Father, we do not want merely intellectual or logical assent, no. as our young brother already reminded us this morning. We want to embrace it with our hearts and put legs to it in our lives, that we might love the truth and love peace. And Heavenly Father, let us be as evangelistic as this passage describes the Jews were in seeking those that might care and might want to hear the truth and sharing the glorious truth of Jesus Christ with them. Heavenly Father, as I prayed all night, I thank Thee in Jesus' glorious name for every little tidbit of truth You've ever shown me. I thank You for Zechariah 8. I thank You for the perfect worldview You've shown us. Amen. And Heavenly Father, as I prayed then as well, for every sincere minister of yours throughout the world, 
I pray that you will bless them more than you bless me, that you will lift them up this day, and that with great zeal and passion, you will open the scriptures to them and let them pour it forth into the ears of their hearers that your kingdom might be strengthened this day and your people might rejoice with great feasting and great joy instead of fasting. Oh, Lord, we thank thee for the good fat things of the gospel and the feast of fat things that we have that money cannot buy. We thank you, and Lord, bless us now in this assembly. We commit it to thee. We are thankful to be here. We praise your name for all you've done for us and what you shall yet do for us through Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose glorious name we pray. Amen. Amen.